Right, so the first part of this new Masechta called Yuma, Yuma meaning the day. Uh, it's, it's such a dramatic title for, for a Masechta, the day. Uh, the whole Masechta is talking about the day. Um, and it starts off not with the day, but it starts off with the seven days before the day. Uh, and that the Kohen Godel is separated from, from, from everybody, for, from society, for seven days before Yom Kippur. That's learnt from um, two different sources. That and the, the fact that the, the Kohen who, who, who administers the Porah Aduma um, is also separated for, for seven days. Those two halachot are learned from the same source. The question is, what is the source? And the first sugi in the Gemara deals with the Machlokes, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lokish. Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lokish, you're familiar with um, Reish Lokish is the one who was a gangster for a period in his life until he met Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, and then uh, that was transformational for him, just to see Rabbi Yochanan, to see his charisma, his beauty, his brilliance. And that attracted him into, into the studying of Torah, and he became a Talmud Chaver of Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan lived in Tsipori, up, up north, uh, and learned from Rabbi Yehuda Hanossi during his last years, um, where he taught in, in, in Tsipori. And Resh Lokish learned there as well. So they were chavrusas. They learned very closely together, but their worldviews are completely different. Uh, and we see that over and over again. And here's an example. Rabbi Yochanan learns the whole thing from our parshas, Tzav and Shmini, uh, from, the, from the Miluim that uh, before the Mishkan was initiated, the Kohanim uh, had to, Aaron and the Kohanim had to be separated for seven days, and on the eighth day, Yom HaShmini, that's our parasha, the, on the eighth day, the, it's, it starts. We know that seven and eight have got an important meaning in the, in the Torah and in Kabbalah and in nature. Seven is, is secular, if that's the right word. There, wherever there's a psych, psych, what's the word? Psych? Cyclical. Cyclical, that's the word, cyclical. Uh, they, see, I've been in Israel for such a short time, I'm already forgetting my English. Um, it's cyclical, seven days and then a new seven days, seven years and then a new seven years, so seven weeks and then it's all. And then the eighth is the first of the next cycle, like the, like the notes of an octave is the best way of, to understand the cycle of seven and the meaning of eight. Uh, you've got seven notes of an octave and then the eighth note is the first note of the octave but on a higher, on a higher level. That's, that's seven and eight. So before the, the Mishkan, the eighth day, which is the initiation of a new period of history, that, that we have a Mishkan, there is a seven-day preparation period. And before the Porah Aduma, which transforms somebody from being Tamein to being Tahor, uh, that, that is transformational. Before that transformation, there's a seven-day run-up to that period. Uh, and that's where Rabbi Yochanan learns it from. Resh Lokish learns it from Matan Torah, that, that, that uh, Moshe was isolated or secluded for six days before, uh, uh, before Matan Torah. And the Gemara talks on, on, uh, on our daf, on daf Gimel Amid Beis, on daf Gimel Amid Beis, why it was only six days, why do we say seventh day, seven days here? The seventh day was for a different reason, for Tumor, uh, but the primary part is the sixth day. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish are having a conversation where Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish challenges Rabbi Yochanan and says, but if you're learning it from the Miluim, then, then everything that was done for the Kohen Godel during the, the seven days of Miluim, um, it had to be done. If it wasn't done, he couldn't, the Mishkan couldn't start. Whereas here we see that the, the deputy Kohen that is appointed, we don't separate. 
So what would happen if the first Kohen becomes Tomei and the second Kohen has to take over without having had the period of seven days of preparation? Because it doesn't say in the Mishnah, you prepare the vice Kohen. It says only that you, call, you prepare the, the real Kohen. So the, the vice Kohen, although he might take over, would take over without the seven days of preparation. That can't be compared to the eight days of, of Milun, to the seven days of Miluim of, of, of our Pasha. So clearly it's different. So then Rabbi Yochanan challenges Reish Lakish. And he says, Elo mar so, And where do you learn from? Okay, so you don't want to learn from Miluim. So Reish Lakish, where do you learn from? Omami Sinai. He says, I learn from Mount Sinai. It says, and Hashem's presence was on the mountain and covered the mountain for six days, and Hashem called Moshe on the seventh day. It says that he called him on the seventh day. Why does it have to tell us six days? Just say, Hashem called him on the seventh day. If, if it's the seventh day, you'll know there were six days before it. Why do you have to say six days? This teaches you that not just then, but whenever anybody walks into Machaneshchina, into the Kodche Kedoshim, into a place of great sanctity where Hashem is present, you need six days of preparation. Then the Gemara goes, but what about seven? And that's a different, a different conversation. Says uh, Tosfot, I can understand learning it from Miluim, says Toshis. We can learn it for, for the generations to come because there's some extra words. And it says quite clearly it's for the future as well. But how do you learn it from here? From, from This is forever. This is telling you about Moshe. What's this going to do with the future? So he answers Toshis. Uh, uh, so he says, however, if it says... It doesn't need to tell us six days. Tosfos learns it like I just translated it. So what are the six days added in? This is extra words that aren't necessary for the story of Moshe. So these words are added in to teach us the halakha for future generations, that if you're going to do something of great kedusha, you need six days of, of preparation. The, the run in... Um, in his drashot, the run is this amazing, amazing uh, drashot that we have. In the fourth drasha, the run asks the question. The run is, is amazing. The run's 14th century Spain, Barcelona. Um, interesting things about the run is the run, you see, the Rivosh, his Talmud, writes about how the run used to give Musa to his community and how, the, especially to the wealthy people. And it was clear this is before the, the, the Spanish expulsion. Uh, you can see the community is deteriorating and the, the Balabadim starting to take things lightly. And the run gives the Musa and they, ga they gang up against him. They make his life miserable. It doesn't bother him. He keeps, he keeps going. Um, and, and it's interesting that how often the Rabonim are intimidated to tell people what they need to hear. Uh, because what you need to hear is, is never pleasant. Otherwise, you wouldn't need to hear it. The reason you need to hear it is because it's not pleasant. So Rav's job is terrible. You've got to keep on telling people they don't want to hear. Uh, sometimes a manager of a, of a team, a, a leader of a business has to do that. But at least then he can say, look, oh, I fire you. But the, but the Rav can't fire anybody. So he's in a very difficult situation. So nowadays the Rabbonim just give up and they just 
give pleasant talks and they give divrei Torah that don't mean anything to anybody and they don't make any difference to anybody's life or they're inspiring and they uplift people and they tell everybody how wonderful they are and everybody's happy with the Rav and the Rav's happy and everybody's good, but nothing changes. Nobody develops their character in shul because the, the Rabbonim are afraid to do that, which is one of the reasons, by the way, that I've been careful my whole life to have an outside source, source of income that, that, that I can say what I want to say. What I feel has to be said. If the Rabbatim don't like it, then I'm the only one left. Everybody else has walked out. That's fine. I'm speaking to myself too. doesn't matter if nobody's there. Uh, but you can't do that if you're, dependent, if you're dependent on people for your income. So the run didn't bother about it. He kept going uh, and did that. But we love the run. He's also very modern and scientific and philosophical. And, just a, and he writes so beautifully. It's just the run is amazing. Um, so the run asks the following kasha. The run says the following question. The run says, how can you learn from Moshe to everybody else? Because what's the purpose of Moshe's preparation? Explains the run. You have to prepare for a transformation. When you're doing something transformational, you can't just walk into it. You've got to prepare for something that's transformational. But for Moshe, speaking to Hashem wasn't transformational. He could do that at any time. And he said Moshe was on a steady level, Moshe, and that was his superhumanity, that Moshe was not ups and downs. He said, human beings have their ups and downs. You're concentrating one minute, you lose concentration the next minute. You learn something one minute, you forget it the next minute. That's how we are. That's normal. That's human. That's how, what life is. But Moshe wasn't like that. Moshe was consistent, never changed, was able to access Hashem at any time. So he didn't need preparation. He was always in front of Hashem. What did he need the six days of preparation? So the run learns the Gemara here. Um, why does it have to tell you six days for Moshe? Not, not, not these are extra words. Why does Moshe need six days is the question of the Gemara according to the run. It's a great chidush. What really, where it really stems from is two different gisaot in the Gemara, which is very interesting to notice. Our gisah is, it says the seventh day, why do we need six days? So the question is about the language according to our Gilsa. But you'll see on the Hagot with Tziyunim, it brings a different Gilsa that simply says um, that, that it leaves out, it's not about the seventh day, and if it says seventh day, why do you have to tell me six days? It's why do you need six days altogether? This is Moshe Rabbeinu, says the Ran. It's two different Gilsaot, and it's interesting, when you've got two different Gilsaot, it doesn't mean one's right and one's wrong. Yes, there were cases, particularly in the, among the Rishonim with the handwritten manuscripts where there are, are real errors, and the people go and spends a lot of time correcting errors. There are errors. But in the Gemara, when it's like this, when they don't correct the error, we have both Girsaot. They're both part of Torah Shabal Peh. You have to be able to learn the sugya with both Girsaot. Uh, and, and that's why we, like the, the Bach often makes changes, but we don't change it in the text. It's a note on the side, so that you understand the text that we've got has been learned by the Rishonim all these years in the Acharonim. It's part of Torah Shabal Peh. And the other Girsaot that maybe we only find later on, that's also part of Torah Shabbal and one has to be able to learn them both. So Tosfat has the gears so that we have, that the whole question is a linguistic question. If, if it says seventh day, I don't need six days. The six days are extra. From the extra, we learn that it applies forever, not just to, to Moshe Rabbeinu. But according to the run, the question is a conceptual question. Why does Moshe need six days of preparation? Says the run, he doesn't. So why does it tell us that he had six days of preparation so that we should know? Don't go into a transformational situation where there's Kedusha involved without six days of preparation. 
And what's important for us to take out from it, of course, the, the understanding the sugi and understanding the, the run that is so beautiful, understanding the principle of the six days or seven days of preparation for the Kohen Godel, um, they're all transformational. The, the, the Mishkan is transformational, the creation, the beginning of the initiation of the Mishkan. Paraduma, taking somebody out of Tumor and bringing them back into Tyra, transformational. The um, Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, on Har Sinai, transformational. So it's, the first thing that's important to know is there are transformational events that take place. They take place quite frequently. Firstly, we've got Shabbos every week. We've got Yomim Tovim. We've got Davening. Davening should be transformational. Anything that is transformational, especially where there's Kedushri involved, needs preparation. You can't just come in. It's not digital. We live in such a digital binary on, off, on, off, in, out, on, off. That's how we're living. And that's not how human beings function. We're analog. Things move. They transform. They transition. A transition is analog. It can't happen instantly. Shabbos comes in instantly. The sun goes down and it's Shabbos. Time can be binary like that. Some, a moment can change. Night, day, Shabbos, chol. But we can't change at that speed. So we need preparation. We've got to bring ourselves into Shabbos. Davening starts at 7 o'clock in the morning. Davening starts and we prepare and, and we start davening. That's the moment davening starts, but we can't start like that. We need preparation, which is why we have a matmonim shir before davening, so that we're preparing beforehand. Uh, and, we, and we come into it, just the importance of preparation. And it's not just where there's kedusha. Wherever there's transition and transformation, you're having a conversation with a child that is important, educationally, or, or a child, one's own child. You're having a conversation with an employee, which can be transformational for the employee. They all need preparation. And what's interesting is, what is the preparation that Moshe has, and that the Kohen Godel has? It's not preparing the halachot. There is that as well, particularly in the case of, of, of the Kohanim. But in the case of Moshe, it certainly isn't. And that's the Machloikus Rabbi Yochanan Shalokish. According to Rabbi Yochanan, we learn from Miluim, that means they're learning how to. You're spending this time learning how to. Resh Lokish says, no, you're spending this time on learning how to be, not how to do. You're working on yourself. This is inner work that has to be the preparation, says, says Resh Lokish. That's what this preparation is. And, and to understand that, before I give a shir, once I know what I'm going to say and, and uh, I've, I've done the sugya or, or I give a workshop in, in, in work, I, I spend time just getting myself into the space. Because you can't just, if you're doing something that's meant to be inspirational and transformation, you can't just walk in. It doesn't work like that. We're human beings. We're, we, we transition slowly. That's the run. And it's the most wonderful thing. I, living in Kutzlaitz, and even last year because we were in lockdown, I was never able to really appreciate Yom Ha'atzimut. I don't think anybody living outside of Israel can appreciate. It's not the day itself. It's what, the, what it signifies, what it means, the gift, the wonders of what we have. But I've certainly never been able, never experienced the transition. That What a brilliant idea to make Yom Ha'atzimut the day before, before Yom Ha'atzimut. That we have a day of preparation not to take your Ma'at for granted, not to take Eretz Yisrael for granted. Just a day to think about what it cost and what it continues to cost and what an investment that is. To, it, whether it was done with, with, with such brilliance or just worked out, I don't know, I don't know enough about the history of how the day was chosen and, and worked out. But this idea of 24 hours of preparation, and the preparation is not about getting the party ready. The preparation is about getting me ready. That's what's amazing about this, and we should understand it. So, that's how it worked out that, that we have this not to take 
the country for granted because that's when we're in danger of losing it. When we take something for granted, God forbid, Hashem takes it away from us. And this Yom HaZikaron, just before Yom, before Yom HaTzorit, enables us to remember and to be aware how we've got to come from the right place of gratitude to Hashem and gratitude to those who've given their lives and how, how important that, that that is. But to learn from that for all situations in life, every davening, every shiur, if you go to a musical concert, if you're reading a book, anything you're doing that is great, that is potentially transformational, don't do it binary on off. Prepare yourself, transition gently into it so that you can get the full benefit. Um.